For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Believe Sports Business, Sports Media. We're taping this on uh, Thursday at uh, 4 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. And uh, we're going to talk about this, that, and anything in the media and business uh, framework. I'm Fred. You could email us at sportsfred at aol.com. Art Source uh, with us from Galaxy Sports, former kicker for the Rams and the Trojans. Art, welcome again to the show. Thanks, Fred. Great to be aboard. You know, this was a uh, very big day in the history of sports. Uh, in this day in 1974, Hank Aaron hit his 715th home run to break Babe Ruth's record, of course, against Al Downing. Any thoughts about that? Well, the fact that uh, one of my good friends caught the ball over the fence, Tom Ouse, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Um, gentleman Al Downing was on the mound serving him up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he certainly that was. was. A pretty special moment. We had we had all gone to Palm Springs to play in an Easter baseball tournament, and I remember we came back from dinner, and, and, and you know, Dad and I were sitting there with a couple of my teammates, and you know, it, it, it was a special moment. I, I'll always remember where I was, Fred. 1975 on this date, uh, Thursday, uh, April the 8th, uh, Frank Robinson of the Cleveland Indians became the first black manager in the major leagues. There aren't too many now either. Your thoughts, Art Source? Well, Frank Robinson, I remember that Cleveland Indian uniform. The, the funny thing was, Boog Powell got traded over there at the end of his career, and he said he looked like a blood clot, Fred. <laughs> they were all red. But to get to your question, you know, um, it's still at that point right now because, I mean, we only have two real – you know, Hispanic and, and, and minority managers and black managers. And I don't understand it because the game of baseball, you know, it has made a, a huge effort through Mookie Betts, inner city leagues, to try to bring the sport of baseball back to the inner city. And, you know, some of the greatest players of the last 100 years, from Josh Gibson to Willie Mays, you can go down the line. I mean, we just mentioned a couple right there with uh, with Frank Robinson. Have been black athletes, and it's a great game. I mean, look at Jackie Robinson what he did for the color line. We have to start thinking a lot more proactively with our sports franchises about getting everybody involved. That's couldn't all I you, couldn't you make a, a stronger argument uh, as far as the NFL and the NBA because a much higher percentage of blacks play in those leagues versus the 8% that apparently this year play uh, in MLB? Well, I think there's plenty of, I mean, there's plenty of opportunity in the NFL. What are we at? 68, 70%? Yeah, uh, for the the players, for the players, but I'm saying for the coaches, head coaches. There's a lot of coaches. You know what they're doing, Fred? And And I mean, I've talked to some key people about this. They're making professional basketball players go and learn how to coach at the college level, and then they're getting their opportunity. Jason Kidd can coach anywhere he wants to coach right now. Do you agree with me on that? 
I hope not. I can't stand him. You can't stand him, but you don't think he has the, the chops to be a great basketball coach? Who, Jason Kidd? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. His former wife uh, uh, might uh, disagree because he beat her up all the time. Any comments? I think I think you're getting into the subject as to why there probably aren't more. Same thing was said about Eric the Enemy. That's why he didn't get jobs. Okay, so you know when we tread in when we tread in that little area, Fred. There's a lot of reasons why things don't happen. You know, we don't know behind every individual story. I mean, look, if I was coming out of the Terrania Hotel, right? All right, at seven in the morning. Yeah. Driving 90 miles an hour. Right. Okay, with my record as a driver. Right. And I and I flip my my courtesy car. Do you think they'd check my blood? Yeah, I guess they would. Yeah, I think they would too. Some reason, the LAPD or the LA Sheriff's Department decides, no, nah, you know, we don't need to run a panel on a guy that hit all five panels twice before. Uh, on this day in on this day in 1987, sort of the same topic, Los Angeles Dodgers executive Al Campanis uh, uh, resigned over remarks he had made on on my birthday, April 6th, uh, while on ABC's Nightline. Campanis said that blacks may not have the necessities to hold managerial jobs in Major League Baseball. I don't think uh, uh, Peter O'Malley had any choice in those circumstances to do do exactly what he did. Your thoughts? Well, you know, and I got to say, there was another situation, you know, that happened in Pittsburgh prior to that when they started nine black players Yep. when Danny Pertaw was there. And it also happened with Alvin Dark in San Francisco. And, you know, my point, my point is, Great athletes come from all backgrounds, all backgrounds. I mean, from Sadaharo O to Hank Greenberg, you can, you know, you throw Italians in there, Ernie Lombardi. It has, it has to do with how you're brought up. If someone gave you a bat and a ball when you were four or five years old and the opportunity to play the game like Yogi Berra and Joe Garagiola in St. Louis, I mean, it, it, it's opportunity. And, and Fred, the one thing I always believe in is giving kids an opportunity to do what they do best, whether it's, you know, theatrically, whether it's sports, it could be gymnastics. If they have an affinity for something and they love it, give them the opportunity to do it because life is—that's what life's all about. Did Peter O'Malley had any choice to get the fire out Campanis? No, he had to do that. But it, it, it's sad to me that. That a career that Al Campanis had, you know, coming up, you know, in the Dodger organization with some of the greatest people of all time, Buzzy Bavese, you had uh, DeRocher, you had, uh, you know, I, you had the, uh, Peter O'Malley himself and Walter O'Malley. I mean, you know, at a certain point in time, you know, when you, when you make a transgression like that, I, I don't really think that Al knew what he was saying when he said it. And I personally don't believe he was a racist myself, but that's just my opinion. On this day in 1992, very sad moment, uh, tennis player Arthur Ashe, who I interviewed many times, announced that uh, he had AIDS and it was a blood transfusion. Any thoughts about his talent on the tennis courts? or uh, what, uh, he did, what he did to open up inner-city tennis, I mean, there would be no Serena Williams, 
I mean, he was fantastic. Arthur Ashe, one of the greats of all time. And talk about civil rights leaders. I mean, you go to Muhammad Ali and what he stood for. You know, you look at a guy like Arthur Ashe. I mean, Jackie Robinson. Those are those. They blazed a trail that allowed many, many great black athletes to to really flourish in society. And I think that's wonderful. Talking about we're talking believe sports business sports media. You can email us at Fred at sportsfred at aol dot com. And on that subject today, of course, again we're taping this on Thursday. Uh, the Masters, Lee Elder. Uh, first African-American to uh, play in the Masters in 1975. And today he got to open the 2021 uh, Masters. I'm sure you watched part of it or all of it. I know because you're a big golfer. Any comments about Lee Elder and uh, what he meant to the game of golf and uh, the fact that uh, uh, Augusta finally opened up after all those years? Boy, I'll tell you what, it was was a long time coming. I mean, I I remember when Pete Brown won the LA Open back in 1969. And uh, at that time, you were supposed to get an automatic invitation to Augusta if you were a PGA Tour winner. And, of course, the Los Angeles Open, you know, went back to Hogan's Alley and and Sam Snead and Dr. Terry Middlecoff. I mean, they were great players. Bob Rosberg that played in the L.A. Open and won it. So, I mean, he didn't get a chance. And then then you get another guy um, who, who won the San Diego Open. And he didn't get an opportunity. And finally, Lee Elder won in Tallahassee in 74. And, you know, to me, it was far overdue, Fred. Far overdue. And how, many, how many women uh, are members uh, of, uh, of Augusta at this point in time? Is there a high number or a low number? Is there two? Stanford. What? She used to be the Secretary of Defense. She <laughs> works at Stanford. <laughs> Folks, you can email us at sportsfred at AO.com. Artie, before the show, you wanted to talk about uh, the value of organizations and the richest ones in baseball, of course, the Yankees, I it the Tigers. Fred, Forbes came out with the values of international ownership. In other words, soccer, football, baseball, basketball. I think it's intriguing. I did not think NBA franchises were that expensive. And, I mean, I looked down the list. I got 20 of them here. You know, just to give you an idea, Fred, would you think the Knicks are number three in the in the world in terms of value? Well, they're in New York. Yes, I do. Anything New York, just like the 4. baseball cards. Billion, yeah. Speaking of New York, right. the Yankees take the number two position, five billion. Uh, another New York team slides in there. Um, the Giants come in at uh, four point two billion. They're in like the eighth spot. What do you think the Washington football team is worth? I don't know. Daniel Snyder just bought the entire club, so I'm sure he's very happy with this number on Fortune. What's the number on Fortune for the Washington 3. football 4 team? 3.4 billion. And you know what he paid <laughs> to the team and to get out from under all the other the other owners? Not a whole lot. <laughs> 750 million. Yeah, so not a whole lot. He's not good there. I, uh, he's not. Course, go on, keep going. I'm sorry. all, Fred. Best deal of all is nineteen twenty. George Hallis puts down a hundred dollars. Right. <laughs> and the McCaskey family is now worth three point four five billion dollars. The Chicago Bears. All right, uh, folks. Uh, I believe sports business, sports media. We're taping this on Thursday. It's now four ten p.m. Uh, well, it was a good run for the UCLA Bruins. Uh, 
you're a Bruin fan growing up, but you went to USC and kicked form in the mid 1970s. Your comments about UCLA in the uh, in the tournament? I think UCLA wore Gonzaga down, from what I noticed on on Monday night in the national championship game. I mean, Gonzaga looked like they were physically put to a test, and I mean, Baylor played a great game. UCLA, I mean, hey, I got to tell you, that was a great performance. Hey, all, how about men and women? The Pac-12, the Conference of Champions, returned again. Please don't and, use that. Uh, please don't use that expression. I know. Bill <laughs> Walton's already. Get, he's probably going to get a patent that one on me there. Please but don't anyway, use I that. Bug you every once in a while. <laughs> you know, they've already they've already got a top twenty-five for, for next season, and if everybody comes back, and really, if Johnny Jazang comes back, UCLA's ranked third now after barely making the tournament a few weeks ago. Any comments? Well, you know what it's like when they when they put that potential on your uh, on your resume. It's hard to live up to it sometimes. You know, I've been I, saying I say I say they need they need a big man to complement their other big man that played great in the uh, in the run to the final four. Um, I think they need they need a point guard that can shoot. I, I just I'm not I'm not a big uh, big fan of their point guard Tyler Campbell yeah yeah I'm just not he's not he's not gonna you're not gonna lead you to the promised land you put t- Suggs on the UCLA team <laughs> they'll win the national championship yeah he was a 35 footer with uh, three seconds to go that was uh, incredible was it not Fred that uh, was one of those shining moments unless you were a UCLA fan folks you can email us at sportsfred at aho.com. What is that going to usurp? Is that going to usurp Christian Leitner or not? <laughs> yeah, I, I honestly think it uh, it might. What happened was, of course, UCLA telling itself after Jazanga got the rebound and put it in that uh, they're going to a second overtime, and that in that one split second they allowed uh, uh, Galen to uh, go down the court, and you know it was a you know it was a long NBA shot. So I mean, it wasn't Did he call like that a, bank shot. Uh, he didn't call. He didn't call bank, but uh, did go in. And uh, by the way, uh, Mark Few remains without any championships. Any thoughts about that? That's a bummer to me. The guy is a consummate class act, a good coach. I, I, I actually think he's going to knock the door down within the next five years. Um, I think because of the exposure that Gonzaga got, because of the fact those kids play together, there's a lot of kids out there and in high school basketball that are saying, you know what, I want to go play for those guys. They play a great brand of basketball. I love that style of running and, and playing fast tempo, full court, pickup defense, playing eight, nine, ten guys, Fred. You know, that was the old Paul Westhead. God rest his soul, he passed away recently. Tarkanian played that way. A lot of great, great teams over the years have played that up-tempo, but that man-to-man, full court pressure defense and you play hard for three four five minutes hold your hands up and we bring in three more guys and finally on uh, this uh, week's version of uh, believe sports business sports media it's great to be a nice guy dodger manager dave roberts i met him a couple times i've interviewed him a couple times is exceedingly a nice guy. You, you, you can't be much nicer, uh, you know, if you're going around the uh, sports world. What did Leo DeRocher say, though, friend? Nice guys finish last, um, or something <laughs> to that effect. But the bottom line is he's trying and trying and trying to keep Jansen alive 
He can't do it. On Wednesday, again, they're leading in the ninth inning. He brings Jansen in to close. And, of course, they tied it and won it in the tenth. Uh, the A's did. Any thoughts about uh, you can be too nice? Yeah, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer that you have to have two guys that can close the game. And, you know, one will be the setup guy one day and the next guy. That, I think if you put all the pressure on one guy, you know, you got to save these 60 games because, you know, the Dodgers are going to be winning a lot this year. Right. You have to have a couple of different guys to go to based on, you know, if it's a left-handed team, you know, a power-hitting team, you want to have a lefty who can be the closer. If it's a right-handed, you want to have maybe, you know, one of the – I think – Kenley Jansen, if used properly, can be an asset to a bullpen. I don't like him, and we've talked about this for a couple of years now. I don't like every save situation where we got to hand him the ball. I mean, we talked about his, his medical past, Fred, with the heart. Um, you know, he's, he's definitely dipped. The fastball is six, seven miles per hour less. I mean, he's... He's good two out of three times. That's not good enough for my closer. All right. Any final thoughts uh, before we say goodbye for this week's version hey, of? Just to uh, tell everybody that uh, it was really incredible looking at the uh, the beautiful flowers at Augusta today, and, and and Justin Rose shot seven under, and the closest group of players was at three under par. Fred, unheard of in the history of eighty-five Masters. So okay, if you so- like to watch. Watch some golf and relax. It's it's a beautiful, beautiful tournament, and it has worldwide representation and people from all walks of life. All right, so you walk into a casino tonight in Vegas because they're open. What kind of odds would you get on him winning that he's forced now that he's four strokes ahead with the three days to go? What Justin do you think? Rose, I think Justin Rose would be probably uh, plus seven hundred, minus yeah. seven hundred. You'd have to lay seven to one odds because he's 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 had the lead four other times in the first round, and you know how many green jackets he has. <laughs> as many as championships as Mark Few has, I think that's the answer to that no. question. So that should answer your question there. But he did play flawless golf today, and it's hard to do four times in a row across Augusta National. That's all I know. All righty, be well. We'll talk to you tomorrow for Sports Overnight America, an hour later than usual. Of course, it's 10 o'clock uh, Friday night Pacific time on Sirius 217 XM 203. Mario, thank you very, very much because I can't do a podcast by myself. Already, thank you very much, and uh, we'll see you in 168 hours minus 20 minutes right here on Believe Sports Business, Sports Media. Bye, everybody. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.